0: Sip, ah, there is nothing quite like the refreshing taste of product name at the end of a hard day. Oh, hey, stranger, you look thirsty. Might I recommend some product name now, I'm no science doctor, but I am pretty confident that product name makes you stronger, faster, and look way cooler, especially when you drink it at a rooftop party or on a boat or in bed with a jumble of sexual partners, which product name will give you more than enough stamina for. Still not convinced here. First one's on me. I guarantee you'll love it or my name isn't John Remedios, and welcome to episode 14 of A Shot in the Dark, an audio journal documenting the development of my first independently produced video game, Shoot Shoot Pack. If this is your first time listening, welcome home, baby. Whoa, what a D-bag. If you're interested in more of that, there are 13 other episodes for you to sink your ear teeth into. Anyway, enough enjoying the crisp bouquet of product name, let's, how do they say, wrangle a dozen squirrels and start ourselves a circus. Shit, it's that guy who insists he can juggle at every party. Cue music. It is May 29th, 2015, and I am exhausted. Uh, Maybe you can hear it in my voice. I've had a whole bunch of late nights this week, and at this very moment... Just feels like my eyelids are gently resting on my lap. Strong imagery, I know, but what else can you expect from a notable imagerist such as myself? Alright, time's up, let's do this. So, a couple days ago, I was at a bar, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. We got to talking about motivation and creative work, which is interesting and somewhat relevant to me right now. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I've been struggling to rediscover the focus of SSMP. While talking with my friend, though, it dawned on me that... The loss of focus wasn't really the primary problem. I mean, yeah, losing sight of your design goals or why you're working on a thing is a big deal and it needs to be addressed, but it's not the most important. In fact, solving the mystery of the missing focus isn't actually that difficult. You just need to spend some time with your work and think about it. However, what I think happened to me, and probably a number of other people, is that this loss of focus was a catalyst. Here's how I'd probably break down the order of operations. I spent a good while working on the game to meet deadlines. Once the deadlines were met, I forgot why I was doing anything that I was doing. That there is the loss of focus, which resulted in me being less and less motivated. So now, we're getting a little deeper into it, we've got a motivation problem. I like how I say we, like we're all reacting poorly to my choices together. That's cathartic. Anyway, I've got this motivation problem. I don't think that's something to feel guilty about. Notice how I didn't say that I don't feel guilty about it, I just don't think that I should. I mean, life happens, sometimes things demoralize you or exhaust you or whatever, but you don't want to be that way forever, so what do you do about it? Now, if you are expecting this to answer questions like, How do you motivate yourself? I'm sorry, that's not what I want to talk about hate to burst your bubble, there are tons of articles on productivity blogs and the whole internet that try and address problems with motivation. You can read them, but in my humble opinion, that really isn't worth anything. They're bullshit. Just to be clear, I don't think motivation is bullshit. Motivation is a thing that definitely exists in the world. I just think trying to solve the problems that people have with motivating themselves is weird and silly. So, why do I think the things that I think. Well, motivation and passion are pretty similar if you think about it, and a lot of the problems people have with motivation regarding their work mirror a lot of issues that people have with passion and relationships, as far as I can see it, at least. Passion is also something that people have for their work, but comparing a thing to itself is useless. You don't learn anything from that. Like, you never compare an orange to itself. The only time you would do that is if you're in the middle of the Atlantic on a raft stranded and all you have is an orange but you know you could just eat the orange anywho where was i going with this right so when you first start seeing someone chances are you're probably both super passionate about each other because it's fresh and exciting and new but passion fades over time unless you're both constantly dropping ecstasy it also reignites over the course of a relationship but it will not be the same Now, you can leave relationships anytime, and you could, in theory, only ever stay in relationships while you feel fiery passion in your undercarriage, but then you miss out on things. The relationship isn't fully explored, it doesn't reach its natural conclusion, or whatever. The analogy breaks down a little bit, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Now, listen, I'm not the fun police. You can do whatever you want with your life. I don't think that you should constantly hop from relationship to relationship just to feel that initial passion, you fucking hormone junkie. And you probably shouldn't only work when you feel the motivation to do so, that's just basically saying I only do stuff when I feel like it, which is a shitty rebellion against yourself. Like I said, motivation is fickle, it can wax and wane for a number of reasons, so when you rely on that as the primary driving force keeping you going on a project, you're basically putting that project in the hands of your feelings. Shyamalan Twist, your feelings don't have hands. They have weird flippers. Would you hand a baby to a sea lion? If he said yes, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's a baby. Also, stop responding out loud to this podcast. Everyone is looking. It's embarrassing. So if motivation is as unreliable as that roommate who totally has his rent, he's just got to move some money around, what is there to do? Well, here's a fun answer that has no way of not sounding kind of mean. Be more disciplined. I've probably said this on mic before, but if something is your livelihood, you should probably be able to perform at a certain level, regardless of how you're feeling. Yes, your life and your emotions are going to affect your output, but if anything stops you dead in your tracks, you greatly increase the probability that you will never pick up that thing ever again. Just think of how many acoustic guitars there are sitting in closets. You know why they're there? Probably... For a variety of reasons, but I can guarantee that at least some of those instrument owners did not feel motivated to play one day and just never went back to it. Or maybe they're on vacation. Listen, I don't know their lives, okay? What I'm trying to get at is motivation is this ethereal force palling around with inspiration and their other flaky friends, while discipline is manageable. Discipline will never stand you up for dinner. Discipline makes the reservation a day in advance and shows up 15 fucking minutes early. Who does that? Discipline might not make our hearts raise, but discipline is reliable as heck. And that counts for a whole bunch of my books. The thing I like about emphasizing discipline over motivation is it puts the onus back on yourself instead of relying on something whimsical. It allows us to put our feelings aside and just do the fucking work. Despite it being a learned skill, if you've never been particularly disciplined or lost it somewhere along the way, like with any learned skill, it can take some serious time and effort to get yourself primed, but it's still way easier than trying to teach yourself to feel differently. I mean, I guess you could probably do that if you wanted to. If you're a robot... Alright, enough abstraction. Let's get into the good concrete stuff and talk about yours truly. Looking back over the past few weeks or so, I can pretty safely say that I've been chasing that motivational dragon, that winged Tony Robbins, and that bastard sure as heck has made me pay. A common motivational technique is to set a deadline that exists outside yourself, I do this a lot, specifically with festival applications, and it's good, it works. So, what's the problem? Well, the biggest issue with this approach, at least for me, is the consistency of it. While it's pretty rare for me not to do anything during any given week, my output is definitely way greater the closer I get to any given deadline. That in itself isn't really a problem, but it's not exactly sustainable. My working pattern is kind of like a sine wave. When things are going well, that sine wave is pretty flat. There's some fluctuation here and there, but... On the whole, it's pretty consistent. The problem I tend to have with deadlines is afterwards my productivity drops significantly, so despite the perception of increased productivity leading up to the deadline, afterwards I am a total piece of garbage. You string multiple deadlines in a row and voila, you get yourself some sort of useless barnacle man. Now I am not trying to claim that deadlines as a commitment device are to blame, that is lunacy. You can't blame a date, but you can take responsibility and try and outsmart your feelings. What I mean is that if you notice yourself feeling burnt out after crunching for deadlines, for example, either work more consistently toward the next deadline so you don't have to crunch, or set yourself more realistic expectations for that particular deadline. I realize that in this example, these are not things that can always be controlled. In fact, they rarely can. They're just examples, though. So however you go about it, try and remember that the goal is to try and equalize yourself a bit so you're not going through a series of productivity booms and crashes because that is exhausting and can destroy your project. There's not really a whole lot more I have to say about discipline. I like to think of myself as somewhat disciplined, but lately, that has not been very true, and I can only stand to be soaked in so much of my own hypocrisy. Anyway, I guess I will leave it off here for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, feel free to via Twitter, at John Remedios, or email me, john at ssmpgame.com. You can also check out the game on facebook.com forward slash ssmpgame twitter.com forward slash game and tumblr.ssmpgame.com there's also a website ssmpgame.com that has all the social media links on it and a mailing list you can sign up for wowee you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or the podcast service of your choice Stitcher and SoundCloud thank you so much for listening this episode has been brought to you by product name and I hope to see you next week Just think about how many acoustic guitar owners there are. No, not guitar. Just think about how many guitar owners there are sitting in closets. <laughs> oh, just shaming themselves. Being like, oh, I should have kept playing guitar. I'm gonna sit in the closet for a while. <laughs>